see here. There we go. I think we had a little technical difficulties there. Give me a thumbs up if you can hear me, Ron. All right, sir. Appreciate you. So welcome to another episode. I think we're on episode 26 uh, to the Career Talks podcast. As always, as I always say, I'm your host, Orlando Haynes. And definitely um, I'm about to enjoy this conversation as I have a fellow recruiter uh, expert in this field. Uh, but he's not just an expert. This gentleman, uh, he owns uh, a practice in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, one of the practice, one of the branch practices of Express Script. So he is the president and CEO, uh, Mr. Ron White. But we're going to go in depth about uh, this topic here, how to interview, you know, how to prepare for a, a winning interview, which is crucial because he's on the front lines. Him and his teams are on the front lines fighting candidates, connecting with uh, with employers and just sharing their expertise and really trying to make the perfect match. So this is going to be good with someone who, again, who is definitely on the front lines and seeing it day in, day out. Uh, so let me bring on this sharp brother here, Mr. Ron White. How are you, sir? I'm fine. How you doing tonight, Orlando? Good, man. Good. I appreciate you uh, reaching out for us to connect. We have a mutual uh, connection there in, uh, in Tony. Who yes. is an employee of yours and a, a key member in my sister-in-law? So it's it's a perfect match, right? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so super cool. I'm glad I'm glad we're here tonight, man, to uh, to dive into this conversation and to to hear your expertise because I'm always um, on this end learning uh, as well. Uh, we've both been in the industry um, for about 20 plus years, so but I'm definitely always learning from the guests I bring on. So I'm, I'm got my pen and pad ready. To take some notes. So uh, without further ado, go ahead and share with the viewers, you know, a little bit more about, uh, you know, your background and expertise. Well, I uh, have been in the field recruiting uh, probably 20 plus years altogether. I uh, came to Atlanta in 95 to run a small uh, consulting firm, IT consulting firm called CGG. I used to run it for the southeast. And I had a bunch of uh, a number of recruiters working for me at that time. Uh, it was all IT focus, and the, that's um, it's interesting, it's a little different than what I do now. Uh, back in '95, uh, all the IT people were uh, typically pretty sharp, but even though they were parallel heads, they came prepared for an interview. Uh, that's different than today's market in today's world, uh, with everything being remote and being uh, more on Zoom than it is in live. Uh, people tend to relax on their standards of, of how they prepare themselves for an interview, how they come to an interview, and uh, the same standards or the same judgments are still in place even though they're coming over Zoom. So I tell people you still have to be on your A game even though you may do, be doing it remotely. Uh, actually, you have to be in your A-plus game to do a remote interview. Love it, love it. Uh, so I'm going to say hello to a few people. Um, I see... Uh, she might know you, Alexis. <laughs> Alexis jumps out. Love Express Scripts. He said, I'm searching for a worker. A lot of people are, Alexis. Thanks. <laughs> a lot of people are looking for that work at home uh, job there. So I appreciate you tuning in. And if you have any questions, folks, as you jump in or see the uh, the replay, please prepare them. Uh, if you're watching the live, uh, go ahead and access. I'll, I'll fill those out to, to Mr. White here. And again, on the replay, tag Ron in those questions and uh, I'm sure he'll he'll be you know uh, more more than happy to go ahead and um, you know answer those questions for uh, for you so 
as we dive into how to prepare, you know, for a winning interview, and this is more we're talking from from a virtual standpoint now, right? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> because the model has shifted dramatically. We're still doing, you know, in face as well, right? Every company is not fully remote, one hundred percent. You got the hybrid, then you got the fully remote, etc. So you have three different uh, models there. But for the most part, a lot of them are kicking off at least the initial interview virtually. So. What are some of the tips? And you started to share that uh, that you're you're sharing with the candidates that you're seeing on a day to day basis. Well, some of the tips are I tell people to to uh, spend more time being up for, uh, preparing up front. But what I mean by that is I'm actually in the the closet of my significant other doing this interview. <laughs> if I <laughs> doing an, uh, an actual interview, I would have a uh, pretty much a uh, clean room cleanse uh, or cleanse room i'd have a the uh, behind me would be a wall similar to yours where i'm speaking to the the client you want to present yourself as professionally as possible i've done zoom interviews with our candidates as they're interviewing with me first before they, they get to a customer and a lot of times because of the relaxed COVID atmosphere I've had people interview in their bedrooms. So I'm looking at the bed. I'm seeing what's behind them, <laughs> what's not made up, what's on the on the, on the counter. And I say, you know, hey, spend a little bit more time preparing for your room. Uh, actually, prepare the room as though you were sitting in front of your client doing the interview. Uh, so if you're sitting in front of your client doing the interview, you're not going to have your bed behind you. You're not going to have uh, what you drank last night on the table or adjacent to you. You're not going to have a lot of things in that in that situation, but yourself in a, in a very clean, crisp atmosphere. Um, always, um, always tell people uh, dress for success. That still still applies. So I've had people come to it, which has been astonishing to me, but it's good for my my, my stories at the, my uh, cigar bar. I've had people show up in uh, various outfits. Um, uh, various disarray, clothing in disarray, hair in disarray. Uh, I'm just waking up. Uh, and I say, you know, at the end of the interview, I, I always give them a, a short little critique. You know, for your next interview, you're going to be interviewing with the client. So here's how, here's what you should do. Uh, so go ahead. Go ahead. So I like what you said there because you're with the prepping piece, but you're prepping them from a full, like, hey, let's get on, let's get on Zoom. Let's, First initial thought was like, okay, gotcha. So I see what I'm working with. <laughs> like I said, I see uh, your drink. You went to McDonald's last night. Uh, <laughs> you know, you had, you had a double cheeseburger because I could see the wrapper, yep. um, which is good. So what are some, um, when it comes to fears that you're you're encountering from the candidate perspective, uh, is are, are you finding that they're a little more apprehensive and unable to to perform virtually, you, you got some folks that are just better, you know, in person, right? They can just they have that that personality. They feel more confident, but through looking at a lens or a camera, whatever it is, they're struggling. Are you are you seeing that and having to coach them over over that hurdle at all? Yeah, I, I do see that from time to time. So it's it, and that is more of a lack of confidence. They're afraid of what that camera may be showing on the other end. So they'll say, you know, hey, how do I look on the camera? And I said, well, you look fine. There, there's absolutely nothing wrong with you. If this is the way you're going to come for your actual customer interview, you're picture perfect. Um, 
I'll go over sometimes I'll go over like coloring. You, you want to make sure that you the color of the shirt you wear or the blouse blends in with your the atmosphere behind you. Uh, a lot of people have um, because Zoom offers so many uh, backgrounds. Uh, people have come with different backgrounds. I've had Superman. I've had the planet Mars. And I tell them, hey, look, it's okay if you want to test uh, this on me, but when you go live in front of a customer, you just want to have a plain background <laughs> as though you were taking a picture. <laughs> oh, man. They got some some mural on the roll with them going like this. Yes. That's hilarious. That's the first time I've ever heard that. That's hilarious. Oh, man. So, <laughs> excuse me. That's funny. But so what what is some of the things, too? Because, uh, again, I like this topic. Do you do you coach them on different responses now that is virtual different touch points? Because you can't you can't really show, you know, you know how early on we were taught, you know, sometimes mirror the image, mirror the body language of the person who's interviewing. If they lean in, lean in, you know, if they're more reserved, be more reserved, because that can be your hiring manager and you want to kind of. You kind of have that same cultural fit, so to speak. So are there any tips on how you respond or be more, you know, engaged because you're you're virtual versus, per, you know, in person? Well, I, the one thing that uh, I have noticed that we do tell our, our um, uh, associates is ask questions. Uh, and you ask questions about the position, ask questions about the environment you're going to be working in. Because I find when they start asking questions, that two-way communication tends to relax people and they become more natural. So you mentioned before about leaning in. Yes, lean in. If, if you the guy on the other side of the uh, lens is leaning, lean in. Mirror his, his, his movement. But by asking questions, it tends to, it's almost like you, you take the, uh, the air out of the balloon. You, you begin to relax. And, and I find when people are, are a little bit more relaxed in the professional atmosphere, that conversation starts going back and forth. I said, you, I tell them it's it's a win-win when you are actually having more of a conversation versus you feel like you're being um, interrogated at a police lineup. <laughs> I say that all the time. Interviews yeah. should be less of an interrogation, more of a conversation. So. 100% spot on with that. So what are some kind of unique tips, right? Because you can almost have your cheat sheet. What are some, what's, what's the term they use now, hacks? What are some interview hacks that you're virtually, uh, that you can do that can help the job seeker be more confident, be more consistent in their responses, um, and really, you know, nail and crush that interview? Well, I've got my list here that we, we give out to the people as they're going to interviews. I'll, I'll just uh, go over a couple quickly. I always tell people to find a quiet space. Uh, make sure that they have their cell phone and all other electronics turned off because the uh, it becomes a distraction in the interview when your cell goes off and you're in the middle of a point and you're looking down or a text message comes across. So just turn all the electronics off. Uh, make sure you test your internet connections. I can't tell you the number of times when right. people sign on to Zoom, they haven't tested your internet. Their Zoom is going in and out and in and out. And, they, you know, they, they spend more time uh, uh, telling me how sorry they are about the internet connection. Well, just test that out ahead of time and you'll know exactly if uh, if it's at, at the right place. 
the, the other thing I tell people is if you can always uh, interview, if you're doing it by Zoom or remote, always find a PC versus a telephone to interview off of. A uh, PC is more stable environment when you're doing on Zoom than your phone. So if you can, find a, a laptop or, or, or a tablet that you can interview on versus interviewing on your cell phone. Um, prepare, prepare your questions. And uh, the one thing I want to make sure is that people relax and have fun with the interview. Another pet peeve of mine, I have to say this, and I wouldn't think, didn't think, I, would think I would have to, but uh, remove your pets and your children from the room. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, I had to do that tonight. <laughs> I told my kids, be quiet, be quiet. Daddy's on a call, daddy's on a call. And I can, yeah. I can still hear doors closing. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. It's not okay when it's in the room and the, the kids are coming right, through. Right. And, uh, 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 just for a side note, I had an interview two weeks ago. I was interviewing this young lady. And I'm used to the little kids walking around the room now. She kept looking down. I thought it was she, her son or daughter was uh, on the floor interrupting her. And she kept, I said, I finally asked her, I said, I said do, you, do we need to reschedule? Uh, there seems to be some distraction. She said, oh, no. She reaches down and picks up Pete, her chihuahua. And Pete had a red shirt on. So needless to say, we had a good interview with Pete. And Pete probably got the job, but she definitely didn't get it. <laughs> oh, caution to job seekers. Don't be too casual. Yes, do not do, be too casual. Do not be too casual. Yeah, I, re I recall um, recently having uh, a candidate show up on a zoom call very casual you know blouse it was a, it was a young lady so i had to let her know that i was like hey i'm gonna put you through because technically you you're perfect for the role or at least uh you know from you're perfect to go on to the next step until yeah. you until you can crush it you know with the with the vps and stuff i said but as a side note i said please make sure you are professionally dressed uh, when you talk to the senior VP, and she was like, "Oh, no problem, no problem." I was like, "Okay," uh, and like the hair was a little disheveled. Like you said, I was like, "Why? Why would you? You you didn't know if I was just because my title said, you know, recruiting manager, doesn't mean you, you didn't know if I had the final say." So don't be too casual on on the virtual calls. Like every call should be like, "I'm ready to go." I get it. You can do a, a blazer with no tie in some cases. Unless you're educating them, say, hey, still still wear the tie. Different, you know, countries, not countries, but different um, states do it differently. Florida's more more lax in terms of that, and mm -hmm. depending on the company itself. So you can do, men can do a blazer, you know, college shirt for the virtual, not necessarily a tie, but if the tie is there, great. Uh, but you you hit the you hit the nail right on the head. Let me let me stop rambling there. So, but one of the things you mentioned there was, was spot on to Zoom. Even now, I, I do Zoom calls with friends of mine. And my mic, everything shuts down. I'm like, you guys can't hear me. But when I I come on uh, this 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 stream, you know, Streamyard for the lives, it works perfectly. I'm like, same computer, same mic, and mm -hmm. I've never tested it beforehand. So that was a huge point there. Test your equipment first. Test your equipment first. Now, do you get a chance to? Because as you're building relationships and understand the staffing world, do you get a chance to? build relationships with the you know with the hiring managers of the companies you're representing 
and ex- and educate them on the same side. It's like, hey, here's some things, you know, it could be a first time, you know, manager who's who's about to do an interview virtually for the first time, or they're just still kind of rough around the edges with doing it virtually. Are you educating them um, at the same time? Well, yeah, I, actually, that's a very good question. I have, uh, we do a lot of uh, legal staffing here in the in our marketplace. So there's, there's a number of um, attorneys in the Decatur area that use our service. Uh, uh, one or two of those attorneys in particular have asked me to participate in their, um, their interviews with the candidates. So what I do is I set up the call between part, part A, point B, I kind of leave the conversation and I'm actually observing them both during the interview process. So after the interview process in this particular person, I asked Shannon said, well, how did I do? Uh, you know, I, she said, you know, her gave me her viewpoints on the candidate. She said, well, how do I do? How did I do as an employer looking for a potential candidate that I come over convincing uh, how was my mannerisms in your opinion? So yeah, we do offer that as a, uh, uh, free advice to the clients as well, uh, because you don't always know how you're landing uh, unless you've got a recording, you're going back and looking at a recording. But uh, having done, doing this every day of the week, we kind of know, as you know, we, we kind of know both from the selection side as well as the candidate side, how that conversation is going as an independent party. That's good. That's good. Because I know <clears throat> there are some employees that just, you know, are not comfortable as well. They're individuals. They're people just like us. Yeah. It's a two way conversation. So um, what are some don'ts? What are some major, major don'ts that you've seen out there and are just adamant about saying whatever you do, <laughs> do not do this on, you know, on the interview uh, process? Well, <clears throat> I tell them to keep, you know, it's almost um like you're going to trial. Uh, if you're sitting in the court, your attorney tells you to answer the question, maybe get them, give them a little bit more, but don't add a lot of coloring to the answer. Uh, so I tell people, be careful when you're responding that you don't go overboard. Uh, you've got a half hour, you want to answer the question as fully as you can, but you don't want to be, you don't want to give so much that they see something in your response, your body language, your, your, your positioning, that kind of brings a question that doesn't even need to, to be asked. Uh, I also tell people to, um, again, with electronics, don't have those phones on. Don't have any kind of visual distraction that would take your eye movement off of the person that you're speaking to on the computer or over Zoom off to another area. Uh, don't have any distractions in the room. Uh, don't... Um, have any um oh how do i put it um don't have any extracurricular activities playing in the background (laughs) (laughs) well said (laughs) well said well said from a confidence level when it comes to just interviewing period it, it does again it does change the dynamics of you know how confident people are in person or virtually right now that we're so heavy in the virtual space some people are now more comfortable virtually versus in person mm-hmm. um what are some some ways that you're 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 seeing some candidates you know kind of lose a little bit of confidence how are you building those those candidates up well actually 
um, the candidates tell me they love the interview with me. Um, and the reason is I, I do make them feel comfortable. I come on there. I, I tell them a little, little joke about the, what's going on in the office at the time uh, or some of my interviews before I got to them. I actually I always say I've been waiting all day to have this interview with you. I've interviewed with a couple of crazy people before you. So now I'm really <laughs> looking forward to our conversation. And when I get them to laugh and kind of relax, you feel that kind of air go out in a bubble and they are more relaxed. And I said, you know, hey, now now I'm seeing a real you. So let's talk. So it, I always tell them the interview, if you think of an interview, it's just a conversation. It's uh, that um, you go on your first or second date. It's just a dating conversation. And be relaxed. Uh, be forward. Make sure you, you get your points across. But don't make it more in your mind than what it is. I think uh, that's such a major because I say the same thing. And I think that's just a major, major point that you can tell some of the more confident people. Yeah. Then you can tell those that are, uh, you know, struggling still a bit with just having a conversation, because I always say you're there to sell you and kind of bridge the gap between your skills and what the mm -hmm. company is looking for. Um, but no one can sell you better than you. So just just talk. Right. Just have a conversation. If you can turn it more into a, a you know, a casual conversation versus, like you said, being interrogated because folks can go in there and feel like it's a hot seat, like, oh, my God, uh, their mind starts to wonder. And then they they brain freezes when it comes to a simple question like, you know, tell me about yourself. They're like, uh, <laughs> and they get stuck. <clears throat> but um, that's good. That's good. I think. That needs to be, you know, reiterated over and over to candidates uh, and, and even, you know, um, hiring managers and recruiters like it's, it's just a conversation. Relax. Yeah. You talk, you talk to your friends, you talk to your family. This is a little more professional, obviously, but ju just be calm. Relax. The, the other thing I tell the candidates as they're preparing an interview with the customer is that uh, we always ask the question, what tell us about your greatest accomplishment. And I get them talking. And the reason I get them talking about their greatest accomplishment, that question may come up during their, their interview with the customer. But I said that use that as an example for things that you can connect with the customer's need, why they're interviewing you. If you've got a situation that you've gone through, experienced with the, on a previous customer site or a previous employer that is relatable to what you're interviewing for now, have a conversation about that because that that little piece right there may be the difference between your selection and they're, they're selecting somebody else. And if you can do that casually and comfortably, generally speaking, you you'll win the race every time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. That's a great point. Cause they'll, they'll just light up because I don't care who you are for the most, I'll make a blanket statement, but for the most part, people are, are more apt to feel comfortable talking about themselves in some cases. So you got folks that are a little bit shy, but yeah, it's a great point. So from a, from a strategic standpoint and, you know, how to really close an interview, how to really hit the high notes. What are some of those, um, those high points you just touched on it, right? Uh, tell me about your greatest accomplishments. What are some additional high points that, job seekers should know to to be able to add to the conversation that it'll give them a, a leg up um, generally speaking i always make, tell the the candidate to make sure they know the customer's time frame uh, when they're when they want to close this deal or when they need to have somebody 
in that position. And I tell them to play towards play toward, towards that knowledge piece, that piece of information uh, at the end. It's almost like uh, for an attorney, it would be a closing argument in his case. Mm. You yep. want to make sure you reiterate it, why you were there, what you were there for, the things that you answer. And ask the customer, ask your client, the, the person they interview you directly, do you, is there anything else that you feel that you would need to know in order to make a decision about me as, as a uh, potential employee to your company? Is there anything else that I can t- possibly tell you that I, that wasn't covered during the interview or any areas that are still open? And just summarize at the end. At the end, you want to make sure, even though he is, the person is interviewing you, you want to make sure that you almost switch the role and you want to go down that pick list of things at the end of the day that you know if you've done your job as the person being interviewed, the interviewee, you've covered all these points. And always ask, always ask uh, the follow-up, what is the next step in the process? Mm-hmm. And um, do you, what is my chance, what are my chances? Do you, do you see me favorably as moving on to that next step? Maybe there's another set of interviews. You want to know kind of where you stand leaving that conversation. Awesome. So when it comes to questions for the employer, you know, mm-hmm. we're at the, and I'm going to jump around a bit, but um, towards the tail end of the interview, are there any like top three questions? Maybe you're educating job seekers and make sure you're asking this because you're having that in that insight information because you, you landed the account, you, you, you're working with that customer, you know what they're looking for, and then you're matching saying, hey, here are some consistent or top three questions I would ask um, that will help you in that interview process. Um, you want to ask if um, if the role is to – companies are, are hiring for a, a couple of things. Either they want to expand um, – they're filling a gap because somebody has left and, and people are leaving for a number of reasons. Now, some are moving on to new opportunities. Some are deciding because the housing market has been so good. People are retiring early now and getting out of the market. And then others, t- other times they customers actually trying to fix a problem within the, uh, within their environment with this new person. And you just want to find out, generally speaking, I know what that is. So I'll coach the candidate. Well, here's why they're even wanting to speak with you. So at the end of it, you want to make sure you cover off where do you, how do you see me fitting with whatever your need is for why you're interviewing for the position? How do I align with that? And is, do you see me playing a role in that, in that solution? Uh, you definitely want to make sure you get that because what you want to do is you want to understand where you are. But you all, more importantly, you want to make sure the customer understands, sees you as a solution to their problem. It's not just the hire. The hire is the easy part. The, the, it's the back end. The next step is really why they're even hiring you. And you want to make sure you connect those two, that they feel comfortable, that you know what their their needs are, and they understand how you're going to fill that need. Love that. Yep. Real good. So from, say, the flip, so the reverse. What are some questions you're educating them? Because it depending on, you know, the company, there's still talks of don't ask this, don't ask that. What What are your top, you know, questions that you're educating them and coaching them to say, don't ask these on the first interview process? 
Like we're still in that stage of not asking these types of questions. Uh, you're talking about for the, from the employer perspective? For, uh, from the job seeker, asking oh, the employer. Okay. Um, I, um, on compensation, I, I do tell them uh, they understand what the range is. Uh, I also tell them, even though it's, as we were having our earlier discussion, it's almost like the housing market. Uh, even though it's like the housing market, you do not want to create the situation in your customer's head that you realize it's like the housing market. And even though they've told you their top end is 110K, you want to absolutely make sure you stay within that range. You only want to have that even allude to the possibility of, negotiating a higher salary after they picked you, not before they picked you. Um, so you just want to make sure you, you cover that off. Um, also, um, you want to stay away from any kind of. Uh, like what about with PTO days or we are we still kind of gearing like, hey, let's not get into how many vacation days, how many personal days, how many how many personal days, that, that kind of thing. Um, if there's some time that's needed coming in up front that you know of, I'd, I'd, I'd tell the, the uh, candidates to be very forthright with that information. The worst thing you can do is a employer is excited about hiring you, but you know on this date, between this date and this date, you've had a previous commitment that you had to make. So I tell them to socialize that up front because you want to have that buy-in early on. With the customer, you don't want to have have that be a midnight surprise after they've signed the deal. Right. So let's take a, a quick question. We have Alexis. Appreciate the question. Alexis says, uh, what is your perspective when hiring potential candidates when it comes to education versus experience? Great question, Alexis. I like that. Well, actually, that is a good question, Alexis. That came up today during an interview with uh, a candidate. Uh, she was concerned about her lack of degrees uh, for the position she was interviewing for. And the world has somewhat flipped even in, in that regards. Uh, people are, because there's such a shortage of manpower right now, uh, my, at least my customers are more concerned that you actually know how to do the job versus being educated fully for the job. And that's two different points. If you've got the experience to uh, do whatever job you're playing for, you want to play to that experience because uh, nobody's now, at least the ones, the people that I'm dealing with, are looking down to see that you've got your BA, your master's, and your PhD anymore. They're saying, can you do this job? Oh, you have these degrees, that's great. But can you do the job is the primary question. Let's, let's pivot um, on this and talk a little bit more about the skill sets that you are, um, you know, marketing now at Ex Express Scripts uh, is Express, excuse me, Express Pros? Express Employment Professionals. Express Employment. <laughs> yeah. So many Express companies out there. I, I, so, I'm thinking of your email, Express Pros. Yep. Uh, Express Employment. So apologize for that. This no is problem. Not, I wasn't highlighting that other company. <laughs> um, Talk about some of the, the the positions you're you're currently marketing for um, and hiring for now in Atlanta. Uh, right now, uh, the, the three major ones that we are looking for um, a legal assistant for uh, two of our large firms in the Decatur area. 
Uh, we're also looking for a office manager for a um, healthcare firm. Yeah, this is a is not the typical office manager. It's a, a boutique uh, medical service, and they're looking for somebody that not only can manage staff but somebody that's uh, used to selecting property uh, because they're going to move to a new facility. They can do contract negotiations. It really can handle the business end of medicine for them. Uh, so we've been going through a lot of candidates uh, because it is a little bit different than a typical office manager. Uh, so that's uh, one. And then we're also are looking for um, uh, a, a unique kind of concierge service. Uh, I've got a, a customer of mine that her business is concierge services uh, to the, um, as I call it, the upper Atlanta 100. So okay. she offers both administrative services as well as concierge services to um, uh, some name brand companies in Atlanta and uh, some name brand companies in the world. I'll put it that way. Wow. Okay. Is there a specific niche um, that you focus on? Is it a combination of uh, IT, administrative, healthcare? What is that core? Uh, certainly administrative, uh, but off of that core, I would say uh, uh, legal would be one okay. and financial would be another. Oh. And how's the legal industry going? And, and again, I'm, I'll come back to the topic, but because I'm interested as as a recruiter, um, how's that market impacted during this pandemic for you in terms of number of employees in that space looking for for candidates? I tell you, uh, legal has, we've been open for four years and that's still our, my number one. Uh, wow. I love attorneys. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's good. That's good. You know, they're going to pay, right? <laughs> I know. I know they're going to pay. And I also know there's always going to be openings. <laughs> right. <laughs> Hilarious. Oh man. So, all right, let's jump back. Sorry folks that are watching. Uh, just, just my inner thoughts. Uh, but let's get back to the topic on, you know, how to prepare for an interview. So, uh, cause this is, this is very, very important. Um, candidates are still, you know, struggling as they come up first time job seekers, folks who've been in their career, you know, 10, 15, 20 years, kind of got a little rusty. Um, that's a good point there. How are you shaking that off when, cause that's always an issue for some folks who've been working for so long in their current role, haven't adjusted or had haven't had the need to interview so they don't know what what new things are out there how it's well the the one thing i tell them different. before the uh the the actual interview uh the, and i'm glad you brought this question up we just had this topic this situation come up today you still have to have a good document that represents what you are and, and who you are in your experience level. Uh, uh, people have gotten into the mode, and I can't tell you the number of times a candidate will say, I want to interview for this job. And the very first thing we always ask them in our postings, does your resume reflect the experience level required for the job? Uh, if your resume, the last job on your resume is 2016, and we're now in 2021, this five years worth of history, good or bad, is not documenting in your resume. And the, before they, the client will ever see you, they're going to see this piece of paper uh, or a file that says who Ron White is 
and why I should talk to him. So you've got to spend as much time getting this straight. And once you got this straight, you can get it straight up here and then you can get it straight out of your mouth. That's good. <laughs> That's a good one. There. <clears throat> That's really good. So um, it, just a few more questions, because um, I like to unpack as much as possible for folks, again, who will see this and see the replay or, or listen to it um, on really how to prepare. So if I take a step back in the preparation, how much are you pouring into the job seekers when it comes to the preparation? Because again, you can give them inside information from the employer, like, Hey, this is what they're looking for. He or she, whoever you're speaking with, how, how in depth do you go when it comes to the actual preparation? I know you said you do the initial conversation with them. Is there a follow-up or they reaching out to you and say, Hey, Ron, I, I was thinking about this and, this is my answer for this question. If it comes up, are you coaching them to that depth or what does that look like? How involved? Um, on our more senior level positions, uh, we'll spend that time with them. For instance, this, this, the uh, alluded to the physician, the office manager uh, position. I've had initial interviews with our top two candidates for it. And I've had follow-up interviews with, with the top two candidates on it. As I learn more from speaking to the person who's actually making the decision, I'll go back and then I'm asking them specifically about their experience in this particular area. Uh, then I have to go right through the interview questions again to make sure that they are buttoned down for when they get that interview with uh, Dr. Carmen, that they know all her hot points and actually know how to answer her hot points that she's going to feel comfortable that they are the right people to be speaking to about this, their, her opportunities. Awesome. Awesome. So what are some things you want to share with job seekers that you can share with them? Like right now, like, Hey, we're closing out the, the year. We're about to head into 2022. Is there any trends that you're seeing when it comes to the virtual interview space or just interviewing overall that you see changing? And, and I know it's a big question, but um, in, any shifts in that in that process there that you're seeing? Is it is it speed? Is it taking longer? Is it quicker? It is uh, much quicker now. And uh, as the selection process is becoming quicker, as a candidate, you've got to adjust to that speed. Um, I alluded to earlier about making sure your, your paperwork is in alignment with um, the positions that you're seeking. You, you need to spend a, if you're out looking, if I tell this to my son, so I'll, I'll tell this, this is a perfect example. I my son was looking, he's going to look for a new job. I said, look, before you look for that new job, Take two hours or three hours or whatever, and make sure that you are, that you have your resume where you want it. Mm -hmm. Then from there, you'll be able to speak to your points. You highlight the things that you want to highlight in your resume, and also highlight them in your mind. So when you time when it comes time to have that interview, you've got your highlights, which you want to make the points you want to make sure come across during that interview. You highlight it in your own mind, and you make sure. And you should have no more than about uh, three or four points that you actually cover those points during the conversation. I like that. I like that because you, you touched on something, too, because because that the process is going so fast. 
Um, I'm, I'm seeing that are, there are some candidates that are really not ready. Yeah. Sometimes can be shocked at their interview on Monday and an offer comes Tuesday afternoon. They're like, oh, let me <laughs> like, whoa, I'm, I'm flattered. But, whoa, I didn't know I need to make a decision this quick. I'm like, why you, why'd you dip yourself in the pool then? <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> so educate, educate some employers, right? Uh, when it comes to the speed in which they need to make some decisions, how are you, you know, taking it from a consultative approach to, you know, to some of your, um, your clients to say, hey, you know, Mike, Susan, Jan, Bob, it's been four days now. We need, we need a response. Well, actually... Um, life has actually taught my clients well. <laughs> well for the ones that have dragged their feet uh, and they have made that selection four or five days later, and four or five days later, I've had the uh, unfortunate uh, pleasure of telling them that that can is no longer on the market. Uh, they are learning how it is. To, if you were to buy a house right now, if you want to put an offer on a house, you know you better put it on today. Uh, before the day, before it turns night, because it may not be there in the morning. So the same token, by I tell my customers, if you see that candidate that you've interviewed and you're happy with, be prepared to make that offer today, right now. Be prepared to close the offer. As a matter of fact, my absolute worst customer, my absolute worst customer as far as speed, uh, we just had an accounting position for them. And uh, I sent her over the paperwork. I sent her over the test results. And she said, I learned from the last time. I don't even need to do the interview. Have them, have them report start on Monday. This is the salary I'm willing to do. If they can agree to salary, they can start on Monday. So <laughs> that is the best training. Smart. Yes. Smart. Yep, absolutely. Trust me, employers, if you're listening, you need to your, – your battle is not with, you know, available candidates. Which are about, and Ron and I talked about this before we got on. You're battling time. Yes. That's what you're up against. You're up against your decision process and time when it comes to these viable candidates. If it's if it's a three step process, you have to be able to get it done within maybe a day or two, and have a decision made. Um, this taking you know a week and two weeks uh, is is you, you're just going to lose every time. Yep. You're just going to lose every time. So I appreciate that. Share with folks, Ron, uh, as we wrap up here. Uh, I, I definitely appreciate your expertise. Uh, but share with some folks how they can get in contact with you if they're in the Atlanta market, um, if they're moving to Atlanta and they're looking for work. Share with those folks how to reach you. Uh, you can reach us uh, our website. It's uh, expresspros.com. Uh, select Georgia and select the Midtown Land Office. We are located in Decatur on 910 Church Street in Decatur. Our phone number there is 678-515-3799, and I'm at extension 101. I'm always willing to have a call, have a conversation with anybody. So just feel free to reach out. Um, the other thing that uh, we offer or that I offer, if somebody just wants to, um, and I offer this to my network group, wants to do a practice session on how to do it over zoom i'm willing to do that so i throw that out uh, as an opportunity for those who are really interested and just want to be hey what's your opinion on on my zoom style i'll be glad to do a zoom interview with them anytime a mock interview love it and also share share your top three jobs you're trying to fill out fill now what are the most closest to the dollar 
What are the closest ones? Uh, the office manager position for the uh, medical service I spoke about and uh, a legal assistant, uh, actually two uh, in the Decatur area. And we've got um, some um, call center uh, positions opening up as well uh, for people to just like doing that kind of thing. Love it. Ron, I appreciate you, sir, uh, for connecting, reaching out, uh, sharing your expertise, being on the front lines, being a business owner in this time. And trust me, I, <laughs> in the staffing world, like this, it is it is crazy. We were talking offline. It is absolutely uh, an insane market in a positive way uh, that what's happening here. So I know your hands are extremely full. <laughs> you said you try to take a break and couldn't. The phone kept ringing, but that's that's a good problem to have, sir. That's a good problem to have. Thank you very much, Orlando. I've enjoyed it. I appreciate it. So hold on one second. I'm going to close this out with a quick video, and we can chat offline. Okay.